Hello and welcome to episode number 318 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good man, pretty good. Always uh, loving it when we're back in the cinema. Yeah, we're kicking the uh, spooky season off in style. Um, oh, we are in yeah. the midst of it now in our an extremely busy looking October, as we keep mentioning. Very, very exciting times ahead. Um, but yeah, big new original horror movie at the cinema. You can't really ask for more than that, can you, to kick off the month? Um, Did we even get this one slightly early? I think so. Maybe like a day or two know, or maybe a week. Um, but yeah, we I mean, definitely that's got news it. News for twenty twenty two. It really is. Like it's just uh, let's not let's not bring that up. Let's just talk about the good things. <laughs> I, but... I'm saying I'm just saying. Let's focus on the positives. We got a movie <laughs> a little bit early. Like let's go. Yeah, exactly. It is nice to see that some people still care about this uh, small little island. Um, but yeah, we'll get about that. We'll talk about that shortly. Um, and but yeah, we'll get into the news first because there's there's still a few things here. Um, not as crazy as the last laugh. couple of weeks. No, I, um, I was going to say I haven't got like alcohol again, and I <laughs> I'll need it if it's anything like last week's because. I know, like, the thing, I've almost forgot half the stories because there were so many to talk about. Um, yeah, I only wanted to talk about Last of Us, and there were, like, there were like six other banging headlines. I know, I still just want to talk about The Last of Us. Like, just as an aside, like, in the UK... Oh, yeah, on, I Sorry, guys. <laughs> I should have waited a, bit, a little bit longer. In, in the UK, on Sky, I'm already seeing the advert, of, like the trailer for this on no TV, no which way. it doesn't even have a date and it's already being shown on TV. Like, that's crazy to me. So, yeah, I, I've been saying for a while that I think that everyone like HBO and Sky and everyone know what they've got. And so, yeah, I just cannot wait for this show. Um, but, yeah, to kick things off with the news... Um, Another little trailer, kind of, I think this came out in the last week anyway. Um, but yeah, a movie called Bones and All, um, which I think this might have been on your upcoming list. Um, I, remember, <laughs> I remember this was one that we've heard about ages ago, like last mm. year style, um, and kind of got dated, you know, very far in advance. Um, but I was always curious to see the, the first trailer for this film because I was always like, what is this? Um, mm. You know, I was a bit worried about whether or not it was a horror film, um, which I watched the trailer last week and I'm already struggling to remember it. It's a pretty short trailer as well, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. But it's I remember thinking like, oh, it looks very violent and yeah. and, and very much look like a horror movie, which I'm glad about. Um, and obviously the other big sort of takeaway was it was clearly a sort of romantic film, um, which I think is really cool. Like we've touched mm. upon it before that you see these melding of genres a lot and i think that you we see comedy mixed with horror probably the most that in terms of mixing genres obviously science fiction a lot as well but i think there is this massive space in the market for more like romantic horrors um and when we have seen you know movies that can handle that sort of stuff in a horror movie like the trappings of a horror movie it's really cool um so i hope that this can fill that void and yeah like i don't remember too much about this trailer because i was already like well it's a cinema horror i now i know it's a horror and it is scheduled for november 23rd if we get it which i think we will um and so it will be probably the last sort of horror that we see this year at the cinema um but yeah what, what did you make of this did you know much about this could you remember this one at all only vaguely um mm. but yeah the trailer itself i mean yeah i thought it looked good like you say super super violent very you know the, there was a lot of um clearly different scenes in the movie scenes of violence as well it didn't mm. look like it was just from one scene 
um, you know, very Bonnie and Clyde, you know, natural born killers, whatever you want to kind of liken it to in that respect with the love story and the kind of horror. And yeah, mm. I, I'm pretty excited to see it. Like you said, I think that kind of, you know, natural born killers style kind of road trip, just, you know, joy ride of these two killers could, could be really fun. Like, you know, I, th- I think it seemed pretty clear from the trailer that both, parties were pretty you know complicit in the killings so we'll see but like it's kind of you know i'm i'm up for that this this kind of you know almost kind of devil's reject style where you're kind of rooting for the for the killers maybe yeah um (laughs) but yeah like um yeah i'm 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 down for it for sure yeah, for sure. So you've definitely one to look forward to. Um, next up, uh, some details here. Finally, I've been mentioning this in the recent weeks because it's been notable by its absence, uh, absence which is American Horror Story, uh, season 11. I um, yeah, not the uh, the crappy spin-off. There is a, a main show um, that seemingly I, I was thinking that they'd just forgotten about this year. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, we now have a title and a premiere date. Um, so this yeah. is starting uh, 19th of October. October, which is really? extremely yeah an extremely day um for the show um it's it's a 10 episode season the first two episodes will drop on the first day um and then it will be two episodes weekly um which that is already just bizarre to me and already strikes some red flags which we'll get to mm. um but the 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 subtitle for this season um is american horror story new york city which cool. is very weird as well like i i'm really i right i'll be honest i am worried about american horror story officially right now I, i'm mm-hmm. worried if this is the beginning of the end and and if it is we will celebrate what an incredible run this has been for over a decade yeah, that's the thing, you know we you know you got you got to remember the good Oh, of course. And, and that's what I say. Like, if we have to do the postmortem of this show, which I honestly feel like it's coming, um, it will be mostly positive. Absolutely. But I don't know what the hell they're doing with this show. The, the spin-offs, as we've discussed, have been atrocious. This now coming in late, two episodes a week. It feels like it's just being dropped for the sake of it. I, I don't just see any sort of... And there, there wasn't a trader or anything attached to this either. It's just... Everything about this is weird to me, and it just feels like they're dropping it. I don't even know who's in it anymore. Like, it's... I don't know. I hope it's good. Um, but even 10 episodes, I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's just... The last few... You know, they started... They split the last season because they couldn't come up with a, a long enough story arc that was interesting for a whole season. Yeah. Um, and now they're dropping two episodes a week. I'm like, if this is going to start really disrespecting my time, um, I don't think I'm going to commit to it. But it's... We'll have to see, won't we? Obviously, this is all speculation. Are, are you in a more positive mindset, or are you still sort of burned? You know, starting to get burned from the recent american horror story stuff um i definitely getting burned and definitely just um because you have a lot more patience for bad tv than i, I do i do, I do and, I, and i do sit there with episode four of american horror stories like looking at it like <laughs> do i do i i can't like, believe you watch free that's disappointing like, you know i could i could be doing something while that's on like <laughs> I just gotta wait until like the ironing piles up or something, and I'll catch up <laughs> on American Horror Stories. But I just, you know, I cannot believe we're like a couple of weeks away from the season premiere, and we've only just been given the title. Mm. Remember, remember when we used to get like the intro video, like the you know the 
yeah, the, the credits. Yeah, like about yeah, six weird. months before. <laughs> Yeah, and you'd be really excited. And I remember, like, for, you know, like, Fairground and stuff, you'd get, like, or Freak Show, sorry, you'd get, um like, little snippets, and we'd be like, is that some characters, or what is it? You know, and it was just, like, fun. And, like, this is just, like, such a, like, nebulous title that, that like, could literally mean anything. And, yeah, we, we know nothing else. Well, at least, you know, I mean, I say we know nothing else. You've told me nothing else, so I assume we know nothing else. <laughs> um, and, you know... Not not the cast and everything, and 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 then yeah, the only other thing we do know is this, like two episodes a week is such a, you know, it's I can't get too angry with it, but it just it, like you say, it throws up a red flag as to they clearly want to get it shut out by Halloween, but they they clearly didn't have enough ready, so they're like, well, we're just gonna have to do it quick because we need to be on episode six by Halloween or whatever. And it's like, really, guys? Like, as it comes to this, like you say, it really does feel like a a very big, you know, bad turn. You know, it's as much red flag as you can have pre first episode Aaron, really, in my opinion. Yeah, it is weird. Like, I, I'm the the cast of news is out there, but we don't have a trailer or a synopsis or right, anything like okay. that. So, yeah, it's just it's bizarre. Um, <clears throat> we we'll obviously mention it because I do want to give it a go and hope it's good but um yeah i'll 100 watch the first episode mm. i mean i mean let's be honest i'm probably like 90 percent that i'll watch it all but like yeah, yeah no, no i'll definitely watch the episode the first episode straight away because it's american horror story and that's like yeah. yeah let's not be too negative american horror story by and large has been fantastic yeah for sure um i think that the other thing as well is kind of you know this was ryan murphy's baby for so long mm. and like he's been pulled in so many different directions now mostly to netflix obviously that jeffrey dharma show that he did is and just started, um which seems like everyone in the world is watching that right now so i feel like he's just he's got so many other projects on the go mm. and obviously like fx and and the other channels have you know they want to keep this thing going and that's why they created the spin-offs and everything so i do think we're at that weird point now where i don't think necessarily the people that created this still have that love to do this mm. and that's fine you know they did it for when you do something for over a decade like that's the thing is that there's not many shows that are even close in terms of quantity of, of this now it's really for genre stuff as well yeah. it's kind of crazy how much american horror story there is um yeah. and so i would like if 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 it does start to get you know poor then do a proper send-off and and really do that, it justice it would be cool if there was some sort of swan song the problem is is that like apocalypse kind of felt like that in a lot of ways it definitely did yeah for sure um, like you know that felt like the finale season the one yeah. to really land it on but i think i think one of my biggest like takeaways from american horror story over the years as well though is like the amount of actors that i will now like if they're in a movie, I'll want to see it, you know, and Evan Peters, as soon as I heard like the whole Dharma thing and kind of saw him, I was like, Oh shit. Like that's a must watch. Yeah. Um, and you know, you have, have to let me know how that is when you watch it. Cause I, I'm really at the point of not caring about those shows anymore. Like we've discussed it on the podcast mm. before and it's a difficult subject, but I don't, I do think it's crossed the line now of this yeah, kind of glorification yeah. of, of real life serial killers. And I get that I've already read a bit about the show and I know that there's a heavy focus on the victims, which is fair enough. But like, I see the, the thumbnail on Netflix and I see a good looking actor playing Jeffrey Dahmer and yeah, it's, exactly. it's his name is the name of the show. And that does make me feel weird. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that that's not, you know, the show, obviously it, I'm sure it has more to it than that. Um, yeah, no, I completely like get it. To get though, your take that, on that it. Kind of, you know, 
yeah, it, it just feels like it's oversaturated with that. And like, yeah, Evan Peters being the lead in this is, is something that is interesting, but it is like, oh, you know, that that's why I've not watched it yet because it's like, oh, do I really want to watch another one of these shows? Mm. But yeah, we shall see. Um, next up, this is uh, an update, really, on a few things. Actually, this is our Bill Skarsgård news section. So okay, cool. um, we got two two bits of Bill Skarsgård news, which uh, I mean, he's just yeah. I mean, listen, all the Skarsgårds are great. I mean, we'll have mm. to do a ranking of Skarsgårds at some point. Um, yeah, maybe maybe that could be after Wes Craven, <laughs> which would be very very difficult. The, um, the ranking of Skarsgårds. But my God, I mean, I just I watch I, I watch Bill in anything. He's so fantastic, mm-hmm. and yeah, we've we've talked about both these projects before. But there's updates on them both, which I think are very exciting. The first one, uh, courtesy of Deadline, an exclusive, um, which is that Robert Eggers' long-awaited new take on Nosferatu is gaining some serious momentum, as sources tell Deadline that Bill Skarsgård is attached to play the titular character, and Lily Rose Depp is in talks to co-star. Um, the pick is now set up at Focus Features, uh, features with uh, with Eggers directing and uh, writing. Um, this will be a new reimagining of Nosferatu, um, in which it's a tale of an obsession between a haunted young woman, played by Depp, in 19th century Germany, and the ancient Transylvanian vampire played by Skarsgård who stalks her um that's most of it um they go on to say that obviously this has been in kind of percolation for a while we've pretty much talked about this multiple times on the in the news um most notably in 2019 when it was um Anya Taylor-Joy and Harry Styles were both attached to the project um but we reported at the time that that was true, but Harry was never in talks to play Nosferatu. Um, however, Anya was in talks to play the lead, which seems to have been recast now. Um, but at the time, that was at Studio A. They kind of couldn't figure out a budget or the talent schedule, so that was when Eggers pivoted and made The Northman, which came out this year. And then now he circled back and he really wants to make Nosferatu his next project. Um, and that's seemingly where this becomes a real you know thing because you really have to start penciling in these actors and it, the article goes on to say that Skarsgård is extremely busy and so they want to get him on board as early as possible um and yeah it says unfortunately Taylor Joy has become one of the busier movie stars in town and she so she couldn't fit the film into her schedule um and then that was when Eggers kind of met along a, a lot of different actresses and it seems like he's landed on Lily Rose Depp for the role um yeah. So yeah, th- this is uh, we've talked about it before, but as kind of deadline have a lot of meaty information in here. This seems like I'd, I'd be stunned at this point. Like before, it was yeah. just like a rumor, a speculation. Yeah, it feels like it's now Yeah, this feels like this is Robert's um, next movie. Which I- I've said it before. I want this to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's too. It makes too much sense for it to not to happen because here's a guy whose entire film career is emulating Nosferatu and it just it makes too much sense. And I think that Nosferatu is a classic, but it's over 100 years old um, and it would be extremely exciting to see his new take on it. Um Obviously, I'm disappointed that Anya's not in it, for sure. Um, but Bill Skarsgård kind of playing that lead role is very, very exciting to me. Um, 
but yeah i i can't wait to see what this is as well because i think this could be a quite a quick turnaround you know like i don't this isn't going to have the budget of the northman i i don't think um and nor should it need to um but it doesn't mention in here as well but he needs his cinematographer on this um mm-hmm. i believe his name is yaron blash like he he has to be on board for this 100 yeah. percent. yeah what 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 is your thoughts on a on a robert eggers take on nosferatu with these two actors just just all fantastic all fantastic news like i think um yeah whatever eggers does after his last two projects are going to be a you know top of our most wanted list and then the fact that he's keeping our fate some of our favorite actors in it like it's a, it's a massive shame about anya because i love her in in genre stuff but you know making sure Skarsgård's going to have the lead makes up for that definitely mm. um yeah i'm yeah absolutely 100% into it i you know i think like you say it's um it's a great project for him to be associated with. And I think, you know, he always does passion projects and um, things that he can get obsessed with. And I think it's clear that he's already obsessed with this, you know, this IP anyway. So the fact that, yeah, if he can get it and actually work on it, 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 it makes too much sense for it not to be true. Yeah, for sure. Um, the other thing the article doesn't mention but i just remembered is obviously bill skarsgård was supposed to be in the northman um and then mm. he dropped out due to scheduling conflicts and he was you know we we talked about it in the news at the time how he was devastated um and we kind of speculated who you know if you've seen the northman it's it's pretty clear who who we think that his character yeah. would have been in the film um and the relationship with alex's character would have been really fascinating and especially to see them both in it but um yeah i think this this is probably as well why we're hearing about this so early because he doesn't want this thing to happen again. Like, even though that would have been a... Yeah, he's like, I'm just throwing Nancy, bro, and then, <laughs> then you're, you're stuck. Because especially, like, that is a relatively small role. It's probably, like, the sixth, you know, lead character in Northman, whereas it's Nosferatu in yeah. Nosferatu. Like, you got to get this right. So, uh, yeah, very, very exciting indeed. Hopefully we hear more about this one uh, next year. Um, be yeah, another movie starring Bill Skarsgård, which we've talked about in the news, yeah. kind of speculated, is this a real thing? Because it's so weird, right, when you talk about um, film. Like, it's very different to the video game world as an aside, where everything is shrouded in secrecy for whatever reason. And, like, we all just mm. pretend that, like, you know, people aren't working on games when they are yeah. literally I know, it's like, oh, well, there are hundreds, thousands of people in a studio. Yeah. And you've not announced anything. It's They're all weird. just chilling, are they? Oh, it's really like, bizarre. Talking shit. Like, you know, you don't have to show us anything, but you can be like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, we're working on this. It's really weird. Yeah. Whereas, obviously, the, you, you mostly get a press release come out when certain actors sign on, and it's usually from their talent mm. agencies, from the production companies, and all that stuff. So it's not, none of it's secret. Um, you, know, no, you think about Tom Holland with Uncharted, yeah. it was like, cool, the movie's real now. Here's Tom Holland. Like, is there a script? Probably not, but we know we've got Tom Holland, so, you know, cool. Exactly, and so this is interesting because, yeah, we talked about The Crow a lot. Obviously, it's mm. in the news, there was a, a version with Jason Momoa attached that kind of fell apart, and then in recent times, there's this Bill Skarsgård attached. Um, and, again, I don't think this has ever been, like, officially announced, but it's one of those ones, and, again, that's where it's weird how, this is how we knew about the monsters before it officially got announced, because, like, Rob was seen in 
um i can't remember where they shot the monsters now somewhere in europe i was hungry i believe um and that's a similar thing with this where we've we know for ages that they've been shooting this in prague in czech republic um and so yeah this comes via the prague reporter saying that the 10 week long production on the crow reboot starring bill skarsgård as eric draven has just wrapped so the finished filming um the website reports that during a lengthy 10-week shoot, the crow shot across no, um, multiple uh, locations in Old Town and Newtown neighborhoods in the Czech capital. Uh, one of the major set pieces for the crow was shot at a concert hall and involved the participation of hundreds of extras in former attire. Um, former attire. Um, it also, this is the interesting little wrinkle, is that according to the official documentary uh, documentation filed within the city, the crow was registered as a TV production with a total of six Ooh. episodes shot in Prague locations. Um, and then the website goes on to say that this information has not been confirmed by those involved with the production and obviously previous reports identify this project as a feature film but um that is weird because again this is a, we're talking about official documentation here you know it's things that you mm. have to report when you're filming in places and, this, and so that's well, in fact it's like the number of episodes and everything yeah, exactly so that that part is weird and we, we know we can only speculate on that but the the actual meat of this is this is clearly a real thing mm-hmm. um so that's cool i just don't know why it's not being officially announced more um but it is interesting like we've talked a lot about the crow and and how much you know i I think it's an awesome movie that i to me is completely kind of spoiled and tainted by what happened to brandon lee um and so i would like to try and see a a you know not that i want to act like it never happened but i do want to see a version of this character in this story that isn't um overshadowed by tragedy Exactly. You can watch like the Dark Knight and, mm. and take away Heath Ledger and his performance in it, uh, aside from what happened to Heath Ledger. But with with Brandon Lee, you know that they are just unequivocally one and the same. That movie, mm. you know, and and it's just, you know, I, I've never been able to watch that movie without feeling just really, you know, emotional you know in in many ways about what happened in real life definitely yeah you know, so yeah to be able to actually watch that you know a version of the crow without that attached to it, i still think even a remake like mm. it's going to be difficult but i think eventually you'll be able to just watch it as you know what it is which you know uh, it would be good to just be able to see that story definitely i think as well like tv does make a lot of sense yeah, I was um, say, like, I wonder if this would be like a six-episode thing on Netflix or something. Yeah, you know, it makes a lot of sense to kind of, you know, I don't know what sort of, you know, hype or or you know buzz there would be for a cinema release and that sort of thing. Mm. Whereas, like, for a subscription platform, it's like, yeah, there's enough of a fan base to warrant making a TV show about this, and it would be a get for our channel. And you know, um, uh, I think with the with the tv occasion of uh that's a word right um of all like horror ip mm. um the, the crow makes perfect sense to to you know go into that hat as well for sure so yeah either whatever it comes out as like i'm i'm definitely mm. interested in this it seems like um i probably shouldn't have followed it after the nosferatu thing because it's to me it's not as exciting yeah. in terms of bill as well when i think back to these two characters i'm definitely more excited to see his take on a nosferatu than i am as um the crow but it's still very very exciting um, yeah, i'd almost be i'd almost be more interested to see like momoa yeah. just to see like what sort of skill set he could add to it i mean i know i know that 
Bill would be awesome. Yeah, like because he's Bill. Yeah, I was going like, to say like, him just being in any genre stuff. Obviously, we'll we'll hopefully get to see uh, Barbarian soon as well. Because um, it's I'm trying to think like when was what was the last Bill movie that we we've covered? We did we did that one, the Home Invasion style one with the couple, yeah, I was going to say which was, was really good. Like, you know, when we talk about romantic, you know, that's horror, a good one. It, it was really good one that, that is escaping me. Yeah, it was. Oh God, what was it? It was one word. It was like uh, something like passengers, but it's oh, literally no. just read that. Oh, yeah, I'm now looking it up. Uh, villains. Villains. Yeah. So that must have been okay. Oh, so there was Devil All the Time. I think they were both 2020 films. Oh, yeah, um, I think Devil All the Time was more recent. Yeah, but they were. Yeah, they were both 2020. So they they were the last mm-hmm. two. So it's, it's been a little while. But yeah, obviously we've got Barbarian yeah, to look time. forward to. Um, but yeah, he's he's apparently in John Wick Chapter Four as well, which is which is interesting. Um, sure, <laughs> sure. Why not? Hey. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was it for the news. Some good stuff in there. Uh, nice little updates um, from stuff that's pretty close, like this year, like Bones and Owen, and things that could be very, very far away to look forward to, like Nosferatu. Uh, but shall we talk about this week's film? Do it. Let's talk about Smile. So yeah, this one uh, for me, and I think for you, uh, came on uh, on my radar when we continued to see the trailer for this one at this year's Fright Fest. Um, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, like it was it was a bizarre one because obviously with the Fright Fest advertising, which um, I think they got right, just as a weird aside, as a nice little compliment to Fright Fest, they they didn't have a lot of advertising before the movies. Yeah. It was the screen comes on, it's probably two minutes total if that um before the movie starts which is so refreshing given that we have to wait close to it's usually 25 minutes um yeah, after the scheduled time for our for our, our odium which is honestly pathetic um but yeah, we saw. Like Tom, bro. <laughs> yeah, but we see um, we see trailers for Fright Fest films at Fright Fest. But then we saw this. You know, we it kept saying smile, mm. and I was like, oh, is this showing at Fright Fest? It wasn't. It was just showing, you know, uh, advertising it. And then since then, this has been, I think, one of the most heavily promoted movies I can remember seeing from oh a horror God. film. Um, yeah, you know, it feels a long time, especially for original IP. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, in terms of like, original IP, I can't you know, think of anything close for, for in terms of the podcast. No, the, the Escape Room, I'd say. Yeah, that was a pretty like, good one. Yeah, um, like, but, but yeah, very few original horror IP have had a bigger advertising budget than this. Yeah, if you're someone that goes on like YouTube and Twitch a lot, this was just constantly advertised in recent weeks, um, which is interesting, mm-hmm. especially because this is an eighteen in the UK. Um, I was when the opening credit rolled and it said 18 yeah well I, I saw it when i bought my ticket and i was like oh okay like i wasn't expecting that obviously again mm. this is just a weird aside um uh, and, and it is worth noting because as we like to poke fun the the bbfc having mm. now seen this movie i don't see how this is any different to multiple 15s we've seen this year no. um and again this is just an r-rated movie in the states so it doesn't make a difference but like i'm like what is th- i really want to know what makes a 15 and what makes an 18 because it really feels random um and it's- yeah there's definitely some moments in this but <laughs> but like and and this i i think this should be an 18 mm. for those moments but there are there are equally 15 rated movies that have got 
as extreme moments in which is the thing that's weird for sure um but yeah that was cool to at least see like because it is mm. relatively rare i don't know it seems yeah, like yeah it seems like it's happened a bit more but yeah like it's still it's still noteworthy is that in terms of cinema uh 18 related movies or 18 yeah rated movies it's typically what maybe three or four a year if you're lucky um even that seems a bit high like i'm trying to think what obviously what screen would have been an 18 earlier this year um trying to think what else mm-hmm. is an 18 that we've seen like, i guess x was an 18 um the northman was that a fi- i think that was a 15 wasn't it i think that was a 15 yeah um Crazy. but yeah there hasn't been too many this year so yeah it's always worth noting um but i guess that's it really mm. other than that the other thing that's worth mentioning is this is based upon a short which is kind of you would imagine based upon <laughs> how simple this kind of setup is but i wasn't aware of it nor have i seen no, said I short. Um, no it's a baller short though i was gonna say yeah like an eight you want to watch less than 10 minute version this movie sounds so exciting to me um it's yeah definitely i do want to see it it's called laura hasn't slept um which, okay yeah different you know i'm trying to look up on youtube after yeah i, I don't I want to see that as well um i think it, yeah it was that is cool i always like when it's that so yeah it's a it's a writer and director parker finn and uh, they did the short as well so nice um but yeah what is smile about yeah, so um, Smile kind of centers around our central character, Dr. Rose Cotter, who um, she she's basically a doctor at a emergency psych ward. So not just like an emergency room, but it's specifically for kind of people that are having some sort of psychological breakdown. And she's kind of like a, you know, first response kind of trauma kind of doctor. Um who helps, you know, patients really on the edge. And we kind of see her talk down a patient from kind of an episode, you know, very early on. Um, It's also worth noting that the opening kind of scene kind of reveals that Rose has kind of had to live through her own trauma in life that she's still kind of fighting with the demon of. Um, And, yeah, she kind of, at the tail end of a, I don't know, like 30-hour shift, she should leave for the day, but ends up taking one final patient, um, uh, a girl called Laura, who basically is um, being traumatized by these images. She sees this uh, person that isn't a person, uh, in Laura's own words, uh, around her all the time, kind of getting more and more menacing. And uh, in when when Laura sees this person in the room where Rose is conducting her kind of initial consultation, Laura kind of just loses her mind completely and goes into kind of this, has this kind of fit on the floor and Rose calls doctors to kind of help. And before anyone can get there, Rose, sorry, Laura gets a glass shard and basically rips a smile from ear to ear ear in her face, thus killing her in a fairly brutal way, Mm. or killing herself in a fairly brutal way. Um, And, yeah, the whole movie after that kind of scene is basically Rose firstly coming to terms with it, and then secondly seeming like she's been passed over some sort of curse or haunting or something where this image of kind of it's basically like um 
people it's not the person that you think it is you think it's someone you know from your life or it could be a complete stranger um but it's this entity and eventually it will just break out this smile um in kind of sometimes hilarious ways and sometimes terrifying ways Mm. you know the smile always catches you off guard you're like is this going to be a funny smile or a terrifying smile i mean it's always pretty terrifying because of the nature of it the actual look of it some people pull it off in a very funny way and a couple of them are real intimidating. Yeah, like it's a it's an interesting concept because mm. y- you really have to toe that line between being like a sinister, creepy smile and like this is just silly and funny with the smile. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the thing um, that was one of the biggest things going into this of seeing the trailer and, and knowing the concept and being like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. is, is this? Will it be intentionally funny or will it be unintentionally funny or will it just be all the time sort of creepy and scary? Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, I guess, what, what did you make of uh, Smile? Um, it's difficult. So I think, I think this movie completely delivered on what it wanted to do. Um, I think this wanted to be an absolute joyride of, uh, you know, a, a October cinema horror. And I think for that, it completely delivered. Um I think for me, it didn't deliver as strongly as I kind of hoped it would. I enjoyed it and I enjoyed a a lot of the kind of, I enjoyed the the horror when we got it and I enjoyed the kind of premise. When we actually then got into the premise, it started to lead into a lot of tropes that I don't like in, in horror where obviously this entity, almost every sequence with this entity is a, dream like you know not actually happening in the real world sequence which with the trailer i kind of i wasn't necessarily aware that that was going to be the case i wasn't sure whether this was going to be a bit more like an it follows Mm. where it was just jumping from people to people but it was still actually the person so yeah if you're just sat there you know if we're sat there together and suddenly i just start smiling like crazy that's still me i've just like your perception of me has changed. We're actually like the person isn't sometimes even in the room. Yeah, that was wicked. Like I wasn't expecting um, that as well. No. Um, and I think the other thing, cause I, I did like this movie, but I think the thing that triggered me the most was the use of sound in this movie where it was almost, it was obnoxious beyond belief for, for the level of kind of just jump scare sounds that they went for. And it and it got to the point where it was just it was just outrageous and it was it was effective. Like I think our audience was pretty engaged and pretty terrified by it. Yeah. But it just it gets to the point for me where I've got like, you know, there's just this very normal scene happening and then a character just gets scared by a cat jumping out and and the the sound is just absolutely insane (laughs) and the whole cinema jumps i'm like yeah nothing has actually happened that's terrifying you've just made the sound on your film the loudest you could physically make it until my ears burst and it just i don't know i just found that a little bit too obnoxious where it just it got to the point later on the movie where I, i was just almost dreading the jump scares and even when they were good because i think this does actually have some good jump scares without the sound they would have still been good and I think it's kind of a shame. And um, I think the other kind of negative I take away from this is the trailer almost ruined every smile moment mm. in this movie. I think um, 
you know, almost all of the good ones. I think there's probably like one or two of the smiles that we don't actually see in the trailer. And I think like that is also a little bit of a shame that like the best moments, because like, I think the, for me, the best moment in the whole movie was the, the, the scene with Laura and Rose. And obviously we pretty much knew exactly how that was going down. Um, and so I, I am kind of a bit frustrated with the trailer as well, but yeah, the, the short takeaways, I still, I still did really like this. I think it, and, and like I said, I think it absolutely nails this cinema horror casual audience. And I don't want to like rib on like a casual audience is a bad thing, but it's just, it's kind of got to the point where I'm like, you know, we, we watch cinema horror every week when, when available. And it gets to the point that I get kind of frustrated at this point when I, when I see a movie that's clearly been really catered towards the mainstream. And I shouldn't because that's how they want to make money or how they will make money. But I'm like, oh, I just wish you'd have kind of, um, you know, gone less obvious with certain things and just played it a bit more subtle at times. And, you know, that's definitely a frustration as well. Um, I will go into my thoughts on the actual plot a little bit more mm. when, when you kind of give me your first takeaway on it as well. Yeah, I'm pretty much where you're at, where I do I do like the film, um, and I kind of want to preface everything first by saying that just right off the bat, this isn't my type of horror film. Um, mm. it, it very much is a jump-scare-centric film um, that is going to be centred around those scary scenes, and then the rest almost is just filler. Um, you know, it doesn't have a super compelling story. I think that our lead, um, there's some stuff going on with her, which we'll get into that i just found weird and especially when they try and tie it into the finale stuff it's so half-baked and uninteresting that i was like nah just get back to the smile monster that was that was enough for me i don't need this whole backstory with your mom and blah 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 it's just like i didn't really care for any of that yeah, stuff and like a love triangle and all of this stuff yeah i mean yeah i don't even want to get into her love life which was ridiculous <laughs> um so like th- there is things i don't like but yeah i i completely agree with you and i also don't mean it in a negative way in terms of this is I think one of the best films I've seen for a while, which would be catered to a casual horror audience. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think for, you know, it's releasing in October, which makes a lot more sense as well. And for people that will only see a couple of horror movies this year, it's going to be so effective. Like our cinema was reacting massively um, to the scares. I think they are extremely effective. Again, I completely agree with you that this, this movie has, both really well constructed and thought out and clever jump scares and then it also just has has the loudest sound we can possibly emulate out of these speakers which will just make any normal sane person jump um which i don't find interesting at all i think overall this movie had a sound issue which i don't know if it was just our screen which was weird because this was a smaller screen at our odeon you know there's like it, it ranges in sizes and it, and it wasn't like the imax screen which is you know clearly louder um this was just a regular screen but it felt loud the whole film it felt loud when she's just doing her psychiatric stuff and she's just talking it was it was loud to yeah. me let alone the jump scares but then 
there is a lot of scenes that just end with people screaming at each other like a lot um it happens with rose a lot with her partner it happens with her sister it happens with other people at rose it happens with the ex-boyfriend like there's a lot of just like well don't tell me what i can you know just a lot of screaming to Mm. end a discussion and all of those scenes really like grated on me where i was like wincing with how loud and annoying those scenes were um and again that's that is that is a writing issue as well because it's just oh how do we end the scene oh it'll end with someone screaming at the other person and that person storms off and that's the end of the scene and that happens eight to ten times in this film um this is a long film a surprisingly long film for, for a movie mm. that has an extremely easy setup they get to that setup super quick i think the first like 30 minutes of this movie is fantastic um it gets in it establishes what the thing is it, we see it in cool ways good scenes of horror we now have our lead go and then it does that classic thing of like right now we just got to fill time until the finale and i think that that's where this movie could have been at its most fun um, with the mm. smile stuff. But there's like there was a big period of time where I was like, man, they're just forgetting to put like horror stuff in this. Um, yeah. And there was multiple scenes where I was waiting for it. Like there's a scene where they're talking in the car. It's again another scene of arguing because God, there's so many. And this is Rose arguing with her uh, fiance, and the kind of use of space with the camera was interesting because there's this massive like empty space to the right of trevor where the window is and i was just staring at it the whole time because i was like well they're clearly there's going to be some sort of jump scare here and i want to just lean into it and have some fun and nope they were just arguing in the car then they got out of the car then they argued outside the car for a bit then he stormed off and that was the end of the scene and and Uh it just happened multiple times where i was like they're, they're just making like an annoying drama at this point and then they remembered they were making a horror movie again and started throwing some fun horror stuff in the finale which i enjoyed i liked uh, some stuff in the ending as well which i thought was really clever um so yeah it's a it's a mixed bag of a movie it has really cool stuff um it's not my type of movie and yet i still got a lot of enjoyment from it and that's where i'm going to be probably at my most positive because i'm speaking from a place where i know this movie isn't for me but i still had fun with it which makes me think that if you're into this type of movie i think it's one of the better ones i think that it's in terms of structure even though it isn't your typical demonic possession movie it's very similar to those that recent trend of movies in terms of style and structure but it's not one of those it has a cool premise it's a premise we haven't seen before i think it does it really well and so yeah i i am i'm torn but like i i'm mostly mm. positive it's just there are irritating stuff the movie is way too long and does have really bad sound design those are like my two biggest problems with it but the actual premise is cool there's really good scenes of horror like really really good um really good. one of the jump scares that i did want to briefly mention just to, just to kind of call it out is the one involving like audio clips on a laptop um was so good i i absolutely loved it just i loved the build and constantly replaying a sound uh, that, that to me was the one that it didn't like make me jump or anything but it was the one that i felt the most tense because it just kept hooking me in play it back one more time play and then the second that audio changes for the first time i'm like oh this is so clever like i really really liked that scene um there there was a moment in the movie where i can't remember exactly what the jump scare or scene was but it was it was basically another like foreboding scene that was getting more and more kind of tense and everything and i really did start to feel like my stomach Mm. go like oh yeah like i got another jump scare coming like not you know like in a way the that 
is what you know that's what you go to the cinema to see a horror movie like this for like it completely delivered on it where my body was starting to viscerally react to like nothing because i knew it was coming yeah and you know i think it was you know yeah very effective on that i think when um you know i think rose is you know it is an interesting character where it was incredibly well acted but it just got to the point that she was like fucked up for so long of this movie mm. that her character did kind of become annoying. Yeah. And it's like, it, it was a great performance, but I was like, Oh, for fuck's sake. Like the amount of times where I was just like, stop explaining your situation to people mm. because you're just sounding crazy. Yeah. Like there's no way to like, as I started to explain the plot of this movie, uh, you know, I started to feel a bit insane. Like I'm like, yeah, you can't explain this to someone. Like you need to figure out another way to to communicate to to communicate. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, After this movie, she is just running around in circles and hitting so many brick walls, and that's where I think a lot of that frustration yeah. comes from, for sure. Yeah, I think as well the 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 um the kind of monster entity itself is very unexplained, mm. and I I think um I think that was a clear point. You know, to just be like, okay, cool, cool concept. You know, kind kind of a bit like when we saw Happy Death Day for the first time. It's like, cool concept. Like, why? Who, who cares? Yeah. You know, and and I think like um, you sometimes need that with horror when you've got a cool concept. But I do think with this one, I would be in. I would have been interested to know, especially when we started to get down the rabbit hole of like this curse has been going on for a long while. You know, it felt very much like the ring then, as opposed to like you know. Could it have been more like that as opposed to a cinema horror where the ring really is like a, a journey of discovery than, than you know, this this horror movie of like thrills around every corner. Um, and so, yeah, I, I was kind of surprised that we didn't get anything really about it. It was just like, no, this is just a thing. Like yeah. that's happening to her and you're either in or not. It would have been interesting with this setup where because it is this thing that 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 latches onto a person and then mm. it's like a suicide and then it latches onto another person and we we see that through you know her going through the history and we get to see like some cctv and stuff which is really cool but like this movie would have been really awesome and really clever if that would have happened to our lead like 45 minutes mm. in and, and who we thought was the lead you know do that classic psycho moment have the smile show up you're gonna especially because you're so safe like at least i was of like oh yeah it's gonna be scary and, and creepy but i was yeah, but she's gonna be fine yeah exactly I'm like, well rose isn't gonna die in the first hour like we know that so and that's where a movie like this could have been like ah you think and again that's me talking about it from a big horror fan perspective. The casual audience is not going to be comparing this movie to Psycho. Like, they're just not. They're going to be like, yep, I got in. It scared the hell out of me. It was a great thrill ride. Um, so that is where I will concede in terms of, like, some of my frustrations with this movie and just be like, oh, yeah, look, mm. some of the things that I'm frustrated with, I know it's just because of what I've said, this isn't for me. But then there are a couple of things where I'm like, well, actually, your sound design was a bit off. And it is still way too long. Like, it just is. And I, I hate having to keep bringing it up all the time because it, it frustrates me more than anyone. But, like, we can't just let these movies get away with their two-hour runtimes when they don't deserve it. Um, mm. So, yeah, it is some frustrations. But it's still... I, I'm glad this movie exists. I'm glad I saw it. And I think that it is cool to see, like, this big horror IP. Like, this feels like a big deal. 
um mm. i could almost see this being a franchise as well because i think there's so much to do with this with this character and this smile and this entity and it's like say it sells itself from the title and an image of someone smiling you can sell yeah. what this movie is which i think the fact that it's that simple yet effective is very very cool and clever in my opinion obviously when we actually got to the um like a little bit on like the history of the curse and everything and we found out that like there are uh exceptions yeah so, so the rule will say that yeah that was awesome and like when they got into that i was like oh shit and like yeah i could see sequels where it's almost a bit like final destination where it's like yeah we get our cast but then are they able to skip it but then does the smile somehow like find its way back to them where they least expect it mm. you know because there's there's a couple of parallels really because kind of um you know later in in the movie kind of you know i don't think it's too spoilery where rose is basically just like do you know what peace out like i'm gonna go on my own and basically <laughs> if i'm on my own i can't get i can't get fucked yeah exactly i like this because if i see something i know that it's the, the smile yeah because no one's gonna be here so then i'll just confront it and it's like okay that's terrifying but also like bold because at least then you can't be tricked like you know don't don't turn your back on the devil face it head on mm. and like I, I was like okay cool you know and, and i think like yeah they could have done some you know some things like that a little bit more and it would have been cool if yeah had she have spent more time where the smile wasn't focused on her because you think that the smile is kind of like focused on her you know pretty much the whole movie yeah and you know it would be it would it would have been cool to see that potentially but, you know, and, and that's what gets me excited for potentially this being a bit more of a franchise. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a really cool film, like I say, even though mm. I, I kind of expected it going in. I, the, the things that I were excited about was the fact that it was an 18 rated movie. Mm. Um, and so I was like, oh, it will be super violent. And it was violent, like, but it just wasn't, you know, extremely noteworthy for its violence. But it was good to see. It, like, I think your, your escape room um, mentioning that earlier is interesting because that's a film that is so catered towards like the a wider audience as possible and so mm-hmm. in any situation where there's murder it's the most tame version of that death you could ever imagine on screen whereas this you know we're talking about this being for a casual audience room for a wide audience but for them to have it as violent as they are they are cutting out a huge portion of their audience and again, mm. i know it's like well if it's r-rated that's fine and we're, we're talking specifically about a very small uk audience here but like it will you know there'll be because i foresee this as being like a you know younger person film like a young teen film you know i imagine people will be doing trends about it on tiktok and all that sort of thing so it is weird to me where i'm like oh but you you have to be 18 to see the film like that does that is weird to me i i do wonder how much again we are a small market so they don't care but it's like well every every bit is going to help towards your box office revenue and i do wonder why they probably didn't push back they went yeah it's an 18 and they went yeah that's fine like i guess no one's going to see it in this country anyway um yeah but uh yeah i mean do you have any did you want to like go any deeper or any spoilers i feel like we we pretty much covered it most of it i think we nailed it like i said i think um you know for recommendations i think it is a good cinema watch Mm. um i think it's um you know like i say it completely delivers on that and i think if you're someone that goes to cinema you know if you're like a horror person but you have casuals that like to come along Mm. i think this will be the great one for how you know 
the Halloween season to be like, yeah, come along. You're going to, you're going to scream. And, and I think, you know, you did, you did mention it and I, and, and I did too, that like our cinema was so engaged. Yeah. I think it was, it was one of the most engaged I've ever heard our cinema, to be honest. Yeah. Which, which really does show that they delivered on what they wanted to do. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Like, I think this, this is going to be, I think the best Halloween film to see, not that's not mm-hmm. supposed to be a direct dig but like um the best film to see at halloween you know like uh, that people want that fun just throwaway movie that's gonna get people and, and yeah this got people it, it there was viscerally i could hear people jumping and screaming in the cinema i think for me personally it's always worth mentioning like, i guess our own thoughts and feelings on this of kind of is it or isn't it scary and i think that mm-hmm. the fact that this movie made me uh, the way i describe it is like it makes me brace like i'm still i'm holding my breath i'm watching the screen i'm not necessarily jumping because i'm just not a jumpy person but i'm not just sitting there like you know you're you know yawning bored i am tense and i'm you know like i said it got to the point where my stomach was starting to like tense yeah because i knew the scene was coming which happens rarely yeah i was gonna say we never mention how scary a film is because most of the time it's just not relevant so i do think it's it's easily one of this movie's positives is that it's Mm -hmm. worth mentioning that there's going to be people that this will scare the living shit out of and and for us it made us feel something (laughs) and we're so dead on the inside made us us feel alive like it made us feel briefly alive exactly which is yeah it's just a positive isn't it um i mean what more can you say other than that exactly um but yeah as far as recommendations yeah i I would recommend it at the cinema because i do think that um it's the most fun version to see this and and hopefully if you you know go on like a you know friday saturday night wait and go for halloween if you want um because i do think that will be a very fun you want Mm. there to be people around you when you're watching this to kind of laugh at their reactions (laughs) laugh at your own reactions see what gets other people because there is just a whole plethora of jump scares in this one and like because there was a couple of things early on which um there was one involving a phone that i didn't even think was that scary but it got like everyone in the audience when there's like a voice <laughs> on the phone and i was like oh that's fun like i like that that really messed everyone up that scene yeah um so yeah i i would recommend people mm. check it out what, 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 what did you do your recommendation yeah i did i did um there was just one thing i was gonna say and that's that like there's the birthday party scene yeah uh, which yeah. um uh, like, I don't want to go into spoilers on it other than just say the birthday party scene. Mm. If you've seen the movie, you know. And it's like, I think, you know, movies don't always get enough credit where they um, they make, they, they give you the answers and they give you the answers in a way that you discover it just before it happens on screen. And it firstly makes you feel smart or whatever, maybe. But also, more importantly, it gives you that massive sense of foreboding because you know exactly what's going to play out and you're kind of just wishing that like you're wrong Mm. and you're like oh no please and like it was it was a great scene for that where like as the scene developed more and more i was like oh no i know exactly what's going to happen i was like please no and then like it did exactly what i thought and i just think like um you know being that effective um is you know does warren actually you know mention mention and saying that they managed to pull it off poor mustache um poor mustache that was our discussion of smile we would take a quick break and we will be right back
so yeah we did have some uh, feedback this week um which yeah i just wanted to sort of give a shout out to everyone really who who emails the show who tweets us and all that stuff it's always great um i always enjoy reading them i just sometimes forget to do it on the show um but it's always a joy um and yeah we do actually have some to go over this week a couple more of, of you know even if we don't talk about it it's just a nice way to sometimes just get a email or a tweet and we kind of you know get get to hear some other people's opinions and kind of have that interaction and yeah it's not always live on the show but it's always enjoyable yeah definitely sometimes as people react into a certain review we've done or just like new stuff like um people reaching you know we had some people on twitter talking about the last of us and stuff so yeah i'm I'm really excited for all that stuff um but yeah we did have um a few messages here first one's from sean um who I wanted to bring this up, actually. So talking specifically about Smile that we just discussed. Um, mm. He says, guys, I absolutely loved uh, everything about this film. Um, it actually lives up to the potential of the trailer and exceeds it. This movie was super creepy and unsettling from start to finish. Um, the film had some good scares with good visual effects. They nailed the ending of the movie. Um, it's super difficult for horror movies to have great endings. And they did a really impressive job here. Um, creepy, unsettling and scary. This is a complete experience from top to bottom. Um, it's his second 9.5 out of 10 for the year um and this is a mandatory cinema watch and an absolute blu-ray purchase so i'm i'm really glad you like the movie sean and i think it's worth noting because as we just spent a lot of our discussion there talking it up saying how this will you know be massive for a casual audience um whereas this is the complete opposite this is like a yeah. hardcore film fan um like sean who really loved this movie so i do i think that's just a worth noting that even though i personally do think that this will hit more of a casual audience sean is as opposite to a casual audience as you could possibly find and he absolutely love the film um so if you can hit both those markets that's even that's an even greater thing to say isn't it about the film um yeah i was gonna say you start to get into like it territory then exactly oh yeah definitely that is probably one of the last ones that kind of did that effectively um so yeah i, I got a feeling this is gonna do well like i no, I, think I, so. I think smile will be uh, getting a sequel in the coming years um he also mentioned hemlock grove that we spoke about uh in the news i think it was last week um difficult to say really because it's been so busy um but we, we basically talked about it controversially seemingly getting removed from netflix um but he says i recommend the show uh, i've got the first two seasons on blu-ray um oh sorry all the seasons uh but the third season is difficult to find um he also mentioned uh, picking up the fourth season of stranger things um obviously mm. we were talking about like stranger things and the mike flanagan stuff and you know recommending basically getting them on physical because you never know what's going to happen um and he did go on to say that Bly manor is available on blu-ray uh but midnight mass is not um which unfortunately that is the wrong way around for me i would have much preferred <laughs> well yeah i definitely wouldn't have bought blind manor but i definitely would like to buy midnight mass so hopefully i mean it's yeah. not it only did it only come out last year didn't it midnight mass so i think so yeah um hopefully there's still time for that one um and then he also said said um are either of you going to be doing the 31 days of horror challenge in october um i think i am going to do it as i have so many horror movies to watch i may as well use it october as an excuse um which he has indeed started but um yeah do you, do you have you ever done this before or is it something you, you'd be keen or interested in um, doing? i definitely have attempted it one year i'm not 100 percent whether i succeeded <laughs> um but yeah i i do like the idea of it um but it's just my god it's a commitment as well yeah uh, 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Sean's picks. Uh, I think I think you'll be pretty excited when we get to day three. Oh yeah, I was. I've already got it right here to mention as the next thing. Um, yeah, he, he he watched Leprechaun for the first time. Um, yeah, which I'm first of all extremely jealous. Calm, calm that, no, Matt, you need to calm down. All right, I can't have this be a 40 minute. <laughs> no, it's fine. I just I'm I'm so glad he watched it, and I'm actually really glad that he enjoyed it as well. Like people <laughs> people are actually getting enjoyment from Leprechaun in 2022, which fills my heart with joy. This is like very beloved to me. It's extremely nostalgic. One of the first horror movies I saw. Um, yeah, and, and now I really want to watch Leprechaun, so I'm going to try and watch it soon. Um, but yeah, in terms of the actual 31 Days thing, yeah, I've never done it. Um, you know, we we watch horror all the time is the kind of easy answer, I guess. Um, so I don't feel like I necessarily need an excuse to, but I, I could do it this year because I'm already on track for it. Like I've already watched about at least five horror movies this month. Um, so I could do it, but... Um, yeah uh, we'll, we'll see really um but yeah thank you very much uh, for those sean um and then yeah we did have one from cody as well um again sort of catching up with us talking about a movie that we we covered about a month or two ago i think at this point um who says uh, good evening super horror brotatoes um i was dreading going into watching prey for the first time after listening to the bits of it on your show <laughs> i love that that's the uh, the attitude we yeah, we, we, give, we give out as people dread watching films <laughs> um but he says however i loved it um which i'm really glad he did love it um he oh, says yeah. uh, i watched the Kamachi dub and it was freaking awesome i didn't i didn't even know that was an option um no me neither me neither he says uh, i felt that some of the dialogue comes off better and fits the movie better than the english uh, the kills were pretty great the action sequences were gnarly and i loved the practical effects um i did appreciate the french trappers i thought they were hilarious um i hope you're both doing well so yeah i'm, I'm really glad you liked it like it's universally liked pretty much other than us mm. um so yeah I'm, I'm really glad people liked it like I, this movie's not for me at all i really couldn't stand prey at all it was just a completely dark movie the entire time um but i'm glad people liked it um and then yeah he ended by saying this is something that i wanted to mention anyway um i am in all capital letters i am nervous for halloween ends and hope it is not bad um <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad you oh, spoke no. up, Cody, because I really I wanted you to uh, contact us post seeing the movie ASAP because we definitely need your thoughts. I feel like he's one of the kind of biggest fans of the franchise in our in our listenership, um, so I really wanted. But I know he didn't like the last one, um, so uh, yeah, I, I like that Cody's sweating there and he's nervous for the new film. Um, <laughs> it's funny because we we it's almost been you know it's been obvious by its absence we haven't really mentioned it on the show um mm. mostly due to we just i guess want to talk about positive things but like uh, where where are you at are you are you excited do you think it's going to be any good i mean it can't be any worse than the last one right uh no and no and <laughs> maybe it can be uh <laughs> i'd only i've only seen the trailer at the cinema i hadn't see i hadn't seeked it out prior mm. And it just instantly, I don't, I, I don't want to just, it's, it's annoying being this negative about <laughs> something, but it's, it's got to the point where seeing Jamie Lee Curtis's face as Laurie Strode pisses me off. Yeah. Well, once I see that and, and wig, I'm glad now she looks so different in these films because it's a, yeah, it's almost like, Oh, okay. This is the Laurie Strode. I don't like. Yeah. Like it's, it's an awful decision. Like many decisions have made. She looks pathetic. The wig is awful, but I'm now I'm really glad because I see that and I go, Oh, it's that version of that character that shit. And, and I don't, it don't, I don't like confuse it with anything else. Um, but there, there were so many parts of the trailer where it's like 
her giving these one-liners and stuff. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. I mean, unless she says chicken fried motherfucker, <laughs> I'm not going to like this movie. Well, you're probably not going to like That's it then. I can't imagine, out of all of the sequels that they've retconned, that they're going to give you a reference to a resurrection. Um, I mean, I've got to be honest, of all the sequels, that's probably the one that this, this, like, this trilogy is closest to. So it's probably the most likely to steal the line what, you from. Think they're going to kill off Laurie Schrode in the opening scene? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not excited for it at all, which is why I haven't talked about it. There's plenty of things, you know, coming that I'm extremely excited for, which we'll get to in a sec. But um, I think, though, the, the one thing is, like, if listeners haven't, like, listened to us for long, like, it's a shame because, like, we do love Halloween as a franchise. Like, I do anyway, and I know you do. Yeah, like I, 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 I love multiple entries in the franchise. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, you know, I, I, I love, you know, more than, um, you know, more of the Halloween movies than I don't. Mm. Um, and I've watched some of them a hell of a lot. And we got a Rob Zombie Halloween movie. Like, you know, there's a lot well, that I like. About it's one of the Halloween. one of the best Halloweens. Um, right. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a kind of, it's all to do with the most recent too. And, and we've just mm. discussed it time and time again, but just as a brief statement, like, I think 2018 is good, um, but I think it's massively overrated. But I did think it was a good horror film, like a 7 out of 10 mm. horror film, whereas that last yeah. one was awful. It was just a complete abomination. Um, so that that is a wild difference of like it went from a movie that i thought was overrated to like i would have loved for halloween kills to have been you know the same level and people overrated it because it would have still been a good film whereas ultimately it was a terrible film that only the most you know maniac deluded fools liked um but uh, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll 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 talk about it but we've got better things to talk about um which uh yeah kind of next week oh man next week it's gonna be a show stay tuned like it's gonna be a momentous one um we have two absolute horror icons returning um both to the small screen obviously we have season two of our favorite little guy chucky um which i cannot wait for so so excited for the premiere i'm gonna be watching it as soon as it airs just so so excited um and then yeah the movie that we've been looking forward to for a little hot minute now. Obviously, it's been in the news with the trailer and stuff, but um, Hellraiser is out next week. Um, I guess as a final sort of temperature check, um, how excited are you? And do you think that there is a more than good chance that it was the the first good Hellraiser movie in over 30 years? I don't, because it's <laughs> happened too many times. I, I, That's a question. They've done me again, where I do. <laughs> I do think there's a chance it could be a very good Hellraiser movie, and I am excited for it. <laughs> I don't know why, because I, I should really take... Well, I guess I should take each one on their merits. Yeah. And also, I look at I look at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as the big thing. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I really enjoyed that movie I did this as year. Well. And like... I was so burnt out on that franchise and not really even wanting there to be a good one. I mean, obviously I want there to be good movies, but I'm like, I'm, I don't need any more TCM, Yeah. but with Hellraiser, I need it and I want it. And so, yeah, like I'm, I'm hopeful and, and ready to be crushed again. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in for the ride. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I, I'm going to go on a limb and say, I think it will be, I, I think it will be good um, at the very least. And I, and I think that it, by it being good as default, that will be the best Hellraiser movie in the last 30 years. So um, I'm mm. looking forward to it. Like if it isn't, 
then what is the best Hellraiser movie of the last thirty years currently? Hellraiser three in uh, nineteen ninety. I was going to say we're, we're, we're cutting off at Hellraiser three. Yeah, <laughs> that was thirty yeah, I was gonna years say, ago. I want to know post Hellraiser three. What's the best Hellraiser movie? That's not even. That's not even worth discussing. <laughs> like it's such a waste of time. <laughs> How low the bar the, the bar is. I have an answer to that question. Um, at some point, um, mm. because I've watched four and did i watch five um and obviously we watched judgment for the podcast which was the 10th hellraiser Mm -hmm. movie but um i've got certain things to look forward to such as two movie two hellraiser movies that both came out in 2005 so i'm sure they were great um yeah yeah. bangers (laughs) bangers that's always the mark of a good franchise when they're just shitting out multiple installments in the same year um hey mate look at fair street that's true that is true look you know, Mate, two, I'm just two saying favorite it, sequels ever, the Matrix sequels, and they both came out in the same year. So it, I don't exactly know, it's, it's about that time I, as well. I, I'd imagine, I'd imagine you're now excited <laughs> for the Hellraiser movies that you've not seen. I really hope they're connected. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have them. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he is for thirty seconds. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really looking Combined forward to it. Movie, right. And then yeah, we've obviously got Hellraiser, um, Hell, not Hellraiser, Halloween after that, and then we've got a bit of VHS, um, which I'm extremely excited for VHS. Um, like, I don't want that to be downplayed. I, I'm so happy we live in a world where we get new VHS movies. Um, the last one was awesome, so hopefully it's as good. Um, and then yeah, we've got... that one's really got me off, like you know, off guard, really, where I just haven't thought about it. No. And, like, it's crazy that we're getting another one. Like, I'm so happy. Yeah, well, I, I spent so long in the trenches trying to find information about how, about v, uh, VHS. And mm. you know, when they had announced it and then it went cold and I did some digging where I was even speaking to the people behind it who had some updates that we talked about on the show. And then, obviously, it eventually got partnered with Shudder and came out. And But then, yeah, this next one just seems like it happened so quick that we haven't had that time to kind of get excited and all that stuff. And especially with it coming out in such a busy period where the, there are these huge films that we're looking forward to. But, like, it has a chance of easily being the best movie we see in October. Um, but, yeah, and then, obviously, hopefully, we'll get Barbarian, it looks like, at the end of the month as well. Um, God, I hope so. So, yeah, it's a shame that uh, Pearl just seems to have disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, mm. Maybe we'll get that next year. Who knows? Which is a shame, because yeah. I would have loved for Ty West to at least had a chance at having two movies in our top ten. Um, I know. It'd be great. Yeah. like Don't we get... We get terrified too, as well, yes, don't we? That terrified. comes out on Blu-ray and demand. Like, if we don't get Barbarian, we'll probably do Terrifier. Yeah, we'll week. definitely be doing that soon. I rewatched uh, Terrifier over the weekend. Oh, um, nice! I need to give it a rewatch. It's got it's so weird. It's it's eighty minutes mm. long, um, which is yeah. m- even more notable now, knowing that the next movie is like what over two hours and fifteen minutes, which is crazy. Like, I'm so nervous. About so if you've got a story to tell oh yeah i'm sure there's definitely a story to tell in terrified too um because it's such an amazing story in the first movie like exactly so such a film because it really is just like a series of vignettes involving art the clown which are really fun but it's it's not a film like it doesn't it doesn't feel like a film at all it's so the movie just begins with him sat in a diner like grinning at a certain point and it's just it's very very weird but i do like how it's it's not an amazing movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it's one of the best modern takes on an old film, film I've ever seen. Because well. um, yeah. it really does feel like it was one of these trashy, like, late 70s, early 80s horror films that was made on zero budget. You know, it's that classic, like, microwave massacre level film. Um, mm. But it's a new one. And, like, we've seen a lot of movies try and do that. Um, 
but yeah it was a, it was a great film like i am looking forward to the uh the sequel but yeah so many movies to look forward to it's great and yeah more tv obviously chucky being the main one we sure we'll talk about american horror story we've got del toro's like anthology show on netflix as well i might actually save that one because i i kind of want to do a show on that maybe in november so we'll see i think it does come out right at the end of october anyway um i was gonna say i mean we've got a we've got to find a gap i mean where's craven seems a long way off right now i know and i've only got uh one more movie to watch before i'm ready because i've watched oh my I've watched uh three four and five of nightmare on elm street so uh oh i've just got to watch is it the final nightmare is that what's called dead. Oh, freddy's dead yeah. um and then yeah then i'm then i'm all set for new nightmare so uh ah so you got to see the dream child recently yeah yeah i did <sighs> I feel like I feel like we should save this because I don't I don't know when we're going to talk about it, but I had a mo- I know I need to talk about it at some point. Had a mostly good time. I what I will say, I thought four was really good. Um, four, was, four was really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually probably slightly preferred four to three, even though I know that's controversial. Wow. I think three has way better kills. I just actually quite like the story of four. Um, and then the, the f- four is like ex- it nailed exactly what they wanted Freddy Krueger to be at that time, and then five like jumped the shark instantly. Yeah, because because it, it's got returning characters and stuff. I went. Str- I watched them in like the same day, so. I was really excited. I was like, "Oh, it's got Alice returning." I really liked her, you know, arc in four and stuff because they basically killed off everyone from three and four. And then, and then, yeah, I just don't know what the hell happened in five. It was still some good scenes. Like Freddy's been amazing in all of them. He like, yeah. you know, the the fun one liners and the kills and the level of creativity in the kills. Like even five, which is not a great film, had like the cool comic book kill, which was so awesome. Um, yeah, is that in five? Yeah, that's in five. Yeah, he's like the kid who's that's obsessed five. with comics. Um, I thought that was in. I thought that was in Freddy's Dead, but yeah. Yeah, no, I've seen that. Um, so yeah, mm. I'm, I'm looking forward. Yeah, that one's awesome. to seeing uh, what what the next one spells because I'm glad I'll have this context because I do think it's important when you discuss. If I went from Nightmare on Elm Street one to New Nightmare, it doesn't yeah. give you that full context of where the franchise was at when Wes returned. So I'm glad I've got that context. Um, yeah, especially when you've watched five and six. Yeah. Like I think you know it, it really needed like some new blood or it needed a new nightmare yeah um for, for but uh yeah we're i'm sure with it's gonna be ages until we actually do a show on new nightmare like maybe it'll be this year oh, we'll squeeze it in but um, um it's such a shame that like that's the one that we're waiting on i know it's such a nice treat to know like <laughs> no it's good we've seen a couple of bad ones it's, it's to know that we've got this absolute banger sat there ready to go it's gonna say because off the top of my head i can't remember what's next but we do have stuff like vampire in brooklyn which i'm you know mm. i don't and neither you've not seen it have you no no so i've not seen it either so it is at least somewhat exciting that neither of us have seen it but like it's, it's clearly not as exciting as talking about new nightmare so yeah no. savor it that we know that like when things calm down and it's yeah it's good that we have new horror shit to talk about thankfully but when it calms down we've got an absolute banger to talk about um or hopefully sure. anyway um but uh yeah that was it for this week uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone Could, how could I start now? Hurry up now, it's not that I need ya Look at me now